Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. In verse 9 of chapter 15, Now the Philistines went up and encamped in Judah, And deployed themselves against Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? So they answered, We have come up to arrest Samson to do to him as he has done to us. And then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Etiam and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, So I've done to them. But they said to him in verse 12, are you looking at it? We have come down to arrest you that we may deliver you into the hand of the Philistines. And then Samson said to them, swear to me that you will not kill me yourselves. And so they spoke to him saying, no, but we will tie you securely and deliver you into the hands of the Philistines and we will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes and they brought him up from the rock. Now, when the Philistines came to Lehi, the Philistines, or probably when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. And then the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Samson and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire and his bonds broke from his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached down, out, reached his hand out and took it and he killed A thousand men with it. And then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. Saying, stop right there. So Samson, listen, he is public enemy number one. The Philistines demand that Judah bring Samson and turn him over to them. I told you last week that the Jewish people, the people of Judah, the people of Israel, are not warriors, they are worshipers. So they are afraid of the brutal war machine, the Philistines. Judah sends 3,000 men to get Samson and hand him over to the Philistines. They arrested Samson, bound him in two new ropes and brought him to the Philistines. Now watch this, Bible students. This is the only time in Israel's history, the only time in the history of all of Israel that they assemble themselves together and capture one of their own men. This is the only time. Note, they are arresting the man that God raised up to deliver them. The Philistines have been fighting amongst themselves, or, or, or have them, pardon me, has Israel fighting amongst themselves. This is what they've done as God's people, Christians. Here it is. We can't find ourselves fighting against each other. 
We are not, listen to me, at home, listen. We are not each other's enemy. We are not. We have to remember who the enemy is. The enemy, the Bible says, has come to rob, to kill, and destroy. But Christ has come to give us life. The enemy are those who would seek to divide and to conquer us. Are you listening to me? The enemy are those who would seek to prevail against the church, and they won't. Somebody say amen. The enemy are those who seek to get our minds off Jesus. That's the enemy. We're not each other's enemy. And I say that intentionally, purposely, because it seems like the church is that we're looking at each other like we're each other's enemy. You're not my enemy. Whether you have different beliefs or different uh, 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 politics, uh, I'm going to say it, different politics, we're not enemies. We are first brothers and sisters in Christ. Am I right about it? Mr. Salman, I don't think they heard me. Turn this mic up. I don't think y'all heard me. I don't think y'all heard me. We are brothers and sisters in Christ first. You are not black first. And you are not white first. I'm only talking to believers right now. And you're not white first, ma'am, sir. You're not white first, you're not black first, we're not Republican first and Democrat first and liberal first and I don't know what I am first. Christ first. Come on, clap those hands and say, that's right, Pastor Bobby. Huh? That's right. The enemy, the enemy, we're not each other's enemy. The Philistines have them fighting amongst themselves The enemy are those who want to terrorize your wife and your children, your sons and your daughters. We need to be careful not to turn against our own people. We waste so much energy turning against ourselves. Well, in verses 14 through 20, in verses 14 through 20, they're bringing, just kind of peruse with me. They're bringing Samson to the Philistines and the spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he snaps the ropes off like string. Keep in mind, the Philistines have the most sophisticated weapons of war. And in verse 15, 16, we just read it. If you're still with me, y'all say amen. Samson looks around. He picks up the jawbone of a donkey. He kills a thousand Philistines and the rest of them run off, which I do not blame them for running off. A guy who kills a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey should be feared. And then in verse 17, go ahead and look at Judges 15, 17. Samson named the place Ramath Lehi or Jawbone Heights, which sounds like an exclusive subdivision, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's not like a planned community. And I thought of... I thought of this. I thought of this. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Well, Judges chapter 16. Here we go. Judges chapter 16. We're looking at verse 1. Judges 16, looking at verse 1. If you're looking at verse 1, say amen. Now, Samson went to Gaza, and he saw a harlot there, and he went into her. 
And when the Gazites were told Samson has come here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. And they were quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is daylight, we will kill him. And Samson, in verse 3, lay low till midnight, and then he arose at midnight. He took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and two gate, gate posts. He pulled them up, bars and all, put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Now afterward, in verse 4, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Zorek, and her name was Husseins. And the lords of the Philistines came to Delilah and said to her, entice your husband, entice Samson, and find out where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. And so Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where you get your great strength, where your strength lies, and with what you may be bound to afflict you. And Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. And so the lords of the Philistines brought up to her in verse eight, seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and she bound them to him. Now men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon us, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. And so the secret of his strength was not known. And then Delilah said to Samson in verse 10, Look, you have mocked me and you told me lies. Now, please tell me what you, what may bound you, what I may bound you with. And he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes that they have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore, Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, the Philistines are upon us, Samson. And the men were lying in wait, staying in the room, but he broke them off his arms like a thread. And then Delilah said to Samson, until now you have mocked me and you've told lies. Tell me what you, what you may be bound with. And he said to her, if you weave seven locks of my head into the web of the loom, so shall she, so she wove it tightly, verse 14, with the batten of the loom and said to him, the Philistines are upon us, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and he pulled out the batten and the weave from the loom. And then she said to him, how can you say I love you with your heart is not with me? You mock me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily, underline that. When she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor shall ever come upon my head, for I have been, what saints, a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. And if I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that, he told her all of his heart. She sent and she called the lords of the Philistines and she said, come up once more for he has told me all of his heart. 
And so the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. And then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man who had, who had, and had him shaved off the seven locks of his head. And then she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said in verse 20, will you please underline this in your Bibles? Mark it, highlight it, underline it. She said, the Philistines are upon us, Samson. And so he woke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. And then the Philistines took him. They put out his eyes, underline it. They brought him down to Gaza, underline it. They bound him with fetters, underline it. And he became a grinder in the prison, underline it. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. And the church said, amen. Chapter 16 is the final act in the life and the drama of Samson. Samson's been judging Israel for about 20 years and he finds himself in Gaza. Gaza is the capital city of the Philistines. Gaza is a beach town. You can look on your map. It is um, on the map today. It's Guza, G-U-Z-Z-A-H. It's a beach town. It's the capital city. Beach town, parties, paganism, hedonism. He goes to Gaza and he saw, look at, look, look at verse 1, look at verse 1. He saw a harlot there. Surprise, surprise. In verse 2, the Gazites heard that Samson was in Gaza and plotted to catch him, and they waited for him all night in the gate of the city, and Samson knew it. And at midnight, he got up and he ripped the gates out the ground. Did y'all get that? He carried the gates to the top of the hill. Some scholars believe that these gates were like two tons. And that he carried these two-ton gates 38 miles to Hebron. Samson has superhuman strength and superhuman weakness, if you will. Super sinful weakness, I should say. Fatal attraction was his life. Samson was in the valley of Zorek. And he met a woman, and her name was Delilah. Samson, listen to me, saints, is in love. Samson, or put me, Delilah, her name means, her, amen, baby, her name means weaken and impoverish. Watch this. Delilah means weaken and impoverish. Fellas, listen to me close. All right? If a woman's name means weaken and impoverished, run for us, run. Okay. Can you imagine Samson meets her and he says in his very white voice, hey girl, what's your name? Weaken and impoverished. Yikes. Samson, get a clue, bro. She's going, look, if a woman tells you her name means weaken and impoverish, she's going to weaken and impoverish you, okay? 
There are five Philistine rulers in that day. The Philistine rulers, they came to Delilah and they said, go and find out how we can prevail against Samson and we'll make you a very rich woman. Each one will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Saints, that's 5,500 silver shekels. That's approximately $50,000 in U.S. dollars. That is an enormous amount in those days. She's very wealthy. And I'll tell you something, just a little side note. When people are corrupt and they have an agenda, they will pay anything. And they are desperate to get Samson. Samson loves her. She doesn't love Samson. She takes the deal. In verses 6 through 14, she manipulates him over and over again. Did you see it? She said, Sammy, baby, where do you get your strength? Tell me so I can afflict you. In verse 6, in verse 10, it is funny. In verse 6 and not. It is verse 6 and 10 and 13. You got to give it up. She is persistent. He told her, if you weave seven locks of my hair in a loom, then, then I'll be weak. She takes the ropes. We read it. She ties his hand. She ties his hair to loom. Delilah yells out. The Philistines are upon us. Samson wakes up. And he just walks away with the loom to it, still attached to his head, breaking it. She said in verse 15, Sammy, you don't love me. If you love me, you tell me how I can hurt you. It's just like the, not the, this is the strangest thing ever. Tell me how I can hurt you. Tell me where your strength is coming from. Look at verse 17 in your Bible. He said, if you give me a haircut, a shave, I'll be weak like other people, like other men. And I get the picture that Samson is lying in Delilah's lap. And she's talking kind of, you know, sexy talk in his ear. You know, kind of like playing kissy face. Rubbing his neck, getting him relaxed. He feels great. He drifts off to sleep. He doesn't have a clue about what's going to happen. And as soon as he's asleep, she calls in the barber. He shaves off seven braids of hair. Don't get me wrong, saints. Watch this. Samson was not tricked. Samson was not deceived. He knew. Ex- she said, tell me so that I can hurt you. He was not tricked. He was not. He knew exactly what was up. Please look at verse 20. I had you underline it in your Bibles. And it is probably, write this down, probably the saddest verse, certainly one of them in the entire Bible. And he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. The Philistines in verse 21 captured Samson. And we'll come back to that. And deported him to Gaza in shackles. And we learn a very valuable lesson here, saints. Keep your pen handy. Disobedience to God has repercussions. Y'all say a better amen than that. What are they, Pastor Rodney? Deportation, incarceration, mutilation, and humiliation. Deportation, incarceration, mutilation, humiliation. Deportation. They took him to Gaza. Incarceration. They bound him with bronze shackles. Mutilation. They gouged out his eyes in humiliation. They set him to grinding, which was a job for animals and slaves. Somebody once said that sin will bind you, sin will blind you, and sin will grind you. Sin will bind you. Sin will enslave you to bad habits that are hard to break. Somebody say amen. And sin binds you into believing there's nothing wrong in your life. 
It blinds you into believing that God doesn't care about sin. And sin grinds you to powder. And it uses up your life until your shell. Repeated, unrepentant sin will wear you out and waste your life. A life that could have been productive, a useful life that the Lord could have used. I've said this many times here at Calvary Chapel. It is very possible. And many believers, listen to me close. They have a saved soul, but a wasted life. Yeah, a lot of people, listen, nobody's talking about whether you're going to heaven or hell or not, ma'am, sir. We're not talking about that. I'm telling you, it is possible, and many Christians do, have a saved soul, but their life is wasted. They do nothing for God. They do nothing for the kingdom. They do nothing to to further and lift up the name of Jesus to be a blessing to someone else. You're so wrapped up in yourself. You're so wrapped up in your own life that you are no good to anyone. Some people, they say, well, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That, my friend, is a saved soul in a wasted life. So you come to church when you get to church, when vacation's not happening and we don't feel like going to the beach this morning and, you know, we were going to go for pancakes, but they're closed because of the Rona. Oh, well, we might as well just go to church. I mean, you make no difference to the kingdom at all. Am I talking to you? Oh, look. The coronavirus cannot and should not stop us from serving the Lord. And if you serve, let me tell you, if you serve the Lord because it was convenient, then, then, then you weren't serving the Lord. A saved soul, isn't that Samson? A saved soul and a wasted life. In verses 23 through 31, I got to move forward. Read it in your own time. Just listen. The Philistines peruse with me. 2331. The Philistines continued to mock Samson. And they brought him up from the prison to entertain them. And finally, Samson prayed. And he asked God for help. In chapter 16, he asked God for help. And look at verse 28. Samson said, God, remember me. Strengthen me just this once that I might get vengeance on the Philistines and let me die with them. And with all of his might, he pushed the pillars that supported the pagan temple and the temple collapsed in verse 30. Samson killed more in his death than he did in his life. And his family came and buried him between Zorah and Eshtel, the place where the spirit of the Lord, by the way, came upon. He was buried in the very place that the spirit of the Lord came upon him in the first case. At the first time, chapter 13, verse 25 tells us just that. So Samson saints never lived up to his potential and his life ended in tragedy. Samson's story is really sad, isn't it? And, 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 and his story is a story of loss. Please listen to me, please. His story is a story of loss, the loss of so many things. He lost physically, physically. Samson paid a high physical price for his sin with Delilah. He lost, write it down, 
his freedom. Not only did he lose physically, but he also lost his freedom. As sin had robbed him of his freedom, the Philistines took him and bound him, and he was the prisoner, the prisoner to his enemies. He lost his physical, he lost physically, he lost his freedom. Write this down. He lost his vision. The Philistine put out his eyes. They took his sight. They blinded him to make him easier to control. He lost his dignity. Dignity. First time Samson came to Gaza, it was for pleasure. This time he returns as a prisoner of the Philistines. And they take him to their prison and they force him to grind. They humiliated the judge of Israel by forcing him to do slave labor. And he lost his fellowship with God. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.